The Sports Scouting Report with Lee Burkeen, brought to you by Harvey Autos in Shreveport, Bossier City, the name you've trusted for years, Geico, the insurance savings you expect, Supreme Chevrolet, expect more from Supreme Automotive Group and Gonzalez, Total Car Care, Tire Shop and Automotive Repair in Baton Rouge, Bollinger Shipyards, 75 years of delivering high quality vessels, and The Bug Man, we get them before they get you. Here's your host, Lee Burkeen. Hi everyone, this is Lee Burkeen, your host of the Sports Scout Report Podcast, also owner of Louisiana Football Magazine. Today's show, we're going to talk about the LSU football team before spring actually starts. We're going to break down the offense today. This is going to be part one of offense. We're going to have two shows for offense and two shows for defense. I'm going to put special teams in part one. Uh, in the first show, we'll talk about running backs quarterbacks and tight ends, and then we'll talk about the rest of the uh, offense in part two. Uh, I just want to kind of get my thoughts. Uh, I've seen a lot of these kids play over the last four years in high school. Uh, obviously, I've covered LSU since 1991 in the media, um, and I just want to give you know my opinion of being in the media, having a good eye for talent, uh, talking about the depth for the positions, uh, and also what we have coming back. Uh, and there's another portal coming out, too. Uh, which will be, you know, during spring. So uh, we'll see. There's a lot of moving parts. We'll talk about the team, who's on the team for spring, and then I, it'll probably be all over again. We've got to talk about the team after the portal, uh, which I don't think we should have a second portal uh, for college football. I think a lot of people that watch this show or, or just in general uh, agree with me. There should be one portal and probably one signing day. But we're going to have fun and go over the team, and when we come back, we're going to talk about quarterbacks. Welcome back, Lee Burkeen, your host. I hope everybody will enjoy this. I know that most people will. I'm just going to old school go over the uh, the team. Uh, we're going to put four different little mini shows. Uh, I'm Lee Burkeen, your host of Sports Scout Report Podcast, owner of Louisiana Football Magazine since 1997, uh, 28 years. We're going to be putting out our preview magazine uh, this summer, digital. Uh, you know, we used to do the print version for 20 six years. Last year we launched our digital version. So make sure to go on our uh, website uh, starting in early July. We'll have a preview on a high school every day. It's mostly going to be high school, uh, some college, but mostly high school recruiting. And we're still going to do, this year we'll bring back the all Louisiana team for the preseason and then we'll do a team at the end of the year. Uh, but if you have a kid in high school or you're a fan uh, be, go to LAFootballMagazine.com. Let's go ahead and start talking about LSU football. Um, you know, most people say, well, uh, give a prediction. Uh, I'm not going to do predictions until after the second portal is done, which is March the 1st, and it runs for 15 days all the way to March, um, excuse me, May 1st to May 15th. And once that's over with, uh, we'll see what LSU's team is you know, what they have. Uh, today's show, we're talking about before the second portal, before May 1st. Um, so we'll talk about, I don't, you know, hopefully LSU won't lose many more players and they can gain some guys in the portal, even though I'm not a fan, but they need to get some D tackles. Um, they need to get a, probably another running back. Um, it wouldn't shock me if LSU tries to get a punter um, because they lost a very good punter the last three years uh, from Notre Dame, who's also at the Combine. So uh, people aren't mentioning punter, but LSU needs another punter. Even though they didn't punch, 
punt much in 2023 because of Jaden Daniels. Let's go ahead and start with quarterbacks. Um, Jaden Daniels won the Heisman Trophy, uh, second Heisman Trophy, excuse me, third Heisman Trophy winner fellowship, Billy Cannon, the late Billy Cannon, Joe Burrow, and now Jaden Daniels. Um, phenomenal football player. Wish him the best of luck. I know he's going to be the first, second, or third pick of the draft coming up, which is really exciting for LSU and as a fan. Uh, you know, guys, uh, people that grew up watching LSU football, uh, a California native. Joe Burrow was an Ohio native. Billy Cannon, Louisiana and Mississippi native. Um, but who's going to play quarterback? Well, Garrett Nussmeyer, it's his time. It's his time to shine. It's his time to take the job on a daily, weekly basis. And I think he is the one person, I think, that all of Baton Rouge and Louisiana can't wait to see uh, in spring. You know, he's the guy that, and I don't think we can judge spring because it's spring games I can show a lot. A lot of running clock, you know, don't have all the players on the team yet. Some guys will be hurt. Uh, I don't even know if LSU have a spring game. I mean, they're not loaded or deep anywhere because of the portal like a lot of colleges. Uh, but Garrett Nussmeyer, in my opinion, I think he's going to be a great quarterback this year. Um, I think if he gets to play all the time and gets in rhythm, we've seen what he can do in the bowl game. Uh, this past uh, year, he had a phenomenal bowl game. Took him a little while, but again, repetition is what makes quarterbacks good if you talk to coaches. And what he did in Atlanta, uh, you know, the year before, uh, he lit up George even though they lost the game. Uh, Kid has a ton of ability. He's a different quarterback than Jaden. He can run if needed. I don't think they're going to have him run a lot because of the depth behind him. But Garrett, I think, will be a great quarterback. That's why I believe in LSU having another good year this coming year under Coach Kelly. Nuss can throw the ball deep. He's become a better passer with his out passes, which is really a lot of the routes that you know they throw now in the SEC for deep 10, 15-yard uh, gains when there's third and long. But I really think Garrett's going to be a phenomenal quarterback. He's going to be a redshirt junior. Behind him, it, it's a big question mark. They brought in A.J. Swan from Vanderbilt in SEC, who's a, a junior who's got a lot of experience in SEC, but he's more of a runner, which might be on purpose to bring in a runner uh, third and two maybe, third and three to get the first down. Uh, you see a lot of that college football. They'll bring in another quarterback to get that third down and so AJ might his purpose might be to be that running quarterback like Jaden Daniels. Uh, no one's going to be Jaden Daniels. Uh, you know him and Kyler Murray were the most exciting running quarterbacks in college football in the last 10, 15 years. Robert Griffin is another one. Behind AJ Swan, uh, it's Ricky Collins, who's a redshirt freshman from Woodlawn and Baton Rouge. Ricky's a great athlete and a great kid. Um, I'm curious to see if he's finally become a full quarterback, because he was a great athlete with a great arm in high school, but he was very raw. Um, meaning for this level, LSU level, SEC level, you know, you don't polish your, uh, your position until your second year unless you're a generational player. But Ricky has a chance to be a great quarterback, and I'm interested to see how good he is in the spring. He's another one I want to look at to see, has he become a complete quarterback? Does he do good on second reads now? Does he know when to run or when to uh, throw it away? You know, things that you see young quarterbacks do. Hadn't played a lot, but again, a late bloomer, learning quarterback, but played four years in high school because he was a great athlete with a great arm. Uh, behind him would be Colin Hurley, who's a, a, 
uh, All-American from Florida. Colin uh, graduated a year early, so he's a young 17-year-old kid, not even 18. I think he's got a great future, but I think he's really too young to be a quarterback if needed this coming year. I think he'll redshirt. I think the coaches would like to redshirt him, let him learn the system. Great athlete, can throw, dual threat, um, cannon arm. Comes from a great program in Florida. Uh, but again, a guy you don't want to count on as a freshman, and hopefully there's no injuries to Nussmeyer, uh, Ricky Collins, and A.J. Swan. Somebody might leave after spring, too. Hopefully that won't happen. Uh, I hate to see a quarterback give up before it happens on the season. And, and here, I'm going to throw a wild card in there for quarterback. If all these guys struggle behind Nuss, Nuss is the guy. Uh, Jawan Johnson from Lafayette Christian, to me, can play quarterback from Lafayette Christian, who just signed. He is a phenomenal player. He can spin it, guys. He can run, but he can spin it. He broke all these records in high school for yardage, touchdowns by quarterback. But Juwan might be that guy who can remind you of Jaden Daniels because of his feet, and he can throw it. And he reminds me um, of a taller version of Kyler Murray, the college version, not the Cardinals version, but a taller version. He is six foot tall. I've been next to him in interviews. He's not 5'11", 5'10". He's six feet. Kyler Murray is like 5'8". But he's a Kyler Murray who can really run, and he will throw the ball and set his feet. So hope you enjoyed that this uh, segment on quarterbacks. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about running backs for LSU going into spring. Welcome back, Lieber King, uh, your host of the Sports Scouting Report podcast. Please tell your friends to hit the subscribe button, share, and like. That'll help us grow. We're trying to grow our subscriptions. Um, you know, just our fan base around Louisiana. Uh, LSU fans, uh, high school parents. We'll do some high schools. In the near future, we're going to do a lot of coaching interviews, high school coaches. I'm going to go to a lot of schools, and I'm going to interview a lot of recruits, which I think people will really enjoy. And we'll mix that in with some legends who played at, at one time in college at different colleges in Louisiana. Uh, let's talk about running backs this segment for LSU. Um, not a deep uh, position. Uh, I mean, you lose... Uh, Logan Diggs was the one that hurt. Logan Diggs had a year left. He decided to transfer after the bowl game. He got hurt in the bowl game uh, against uh, Wisconsin. But, you know, here's a guy, if he had stuck around another month, this is what's bad about NIL. If he had stuck around one more month, he would have been named the starting running back for LSU going into spring practice. And behind him would be Caleb Jackson, who's an up-and-coming great player from Liberty and Baton Rouge. I think Caleb's going to be all SEC. He's got power. I watched him in high school. I knew this was going to happen. It didn't surprise me that he shows flashes of a little bit of a Leonard Fournette, um, a little bit of Leonard, a little bit of you know power, a little Cecil Collins, a little Jeremy Hill. He's got the wiggle for a big guy that weighs 225 and you know 5'11 and a half. They got him at six feet. But you need more than a great back. You need more than one. Thank God Josh Williams is coming back for his sixth year. It seemed like he's been at LSU for 14 years. Josh is a great back. He's got great hands. He's a leader. They need a leader to come back. And also, like I said, he can catch the ball. He can do everything. He's a Swiss Army knife, Josh Williams. So you got those two. And then it gets a little bit thin. Uh, Trey Holly's uh, uh, future's in question. Uh, you know, obviously we'll see what happens with Holly. If he can get eligible, 
to play and, 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 and not suspended or whatever happens there, then obviously he would be the third back. Um, and then after that, you have true freshman Caden Durham from Duncanville High School, who broke a lot of track records for running the 10 500 meters, and he's about 195.8, and he's stocky and, and built. Looks like Kevin Falk, you know, that kind of back uh, that can, you know, blow by you and, and has that burst that everybody looks for as a running back. And then after that, you can throw Harold Perkins in there maybe for some reps, I think, in spring. Because if they don't move Harold to running back for spring, I don't think they have enough running backs for two teams for a spring game um, as of right now. And they do need to bring in another running back who's quality that doesn't mind being a part of a rotation, I believe. If they don't, I really believe they don't have the numbers for, the, for this coming year, and that's something they have to get fixed. I don't think they're accounting on losing Logan Diggs. You know, everybody else that graduated was pretty normal attrition, but they need to take care of that spot. If they can get one more running back just for, for depth purposes, I think the position is strong, uh, like quarterback with Nussmeyer if A.J. Swan uh, pans out from Vanderbilt. Uh, and Ricky Collins can come on as well. We're going to go take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about tight ends for LSU. Welcome back. Lee Burkeen, your host of Sports Scouting Report podcast, also owner of Louisiana Football Magazine. Go to our website, lafootballmagazine.com. We're still interviewing kids from 224 that signed. And just kind of tell you a little bit about that. We're interviewing kids so they can go over why they signed. A little post-signing day extension of the 224 class. Some guys you maybe not have really heard of. Uh, statewide, we kind of do in different areas every week, and we're going to start on the 25 guys. I've already got my list. I've already got my guys ranked for 25. I haven't shared it, but I'll be we'll be interviewing these guys uh, soon in about two or three weeks for the 25 class. Let's go ahead and talk about tight ends for LSU. Uh, not a position that was really deep for Coach Kelly. His first two years, it was so thin he had to move walk-ons in to, to block, and he didn't have enough big bodies to actually block. He likes big blocking tight ends. Uh, they're finally getting to the point where they have enough big blocking tight ends to be an extension of the O-line. And, you know, Saban was a big fan of that. A lot of those Big Ten guys are, um, like Kelly being from up north, that they all like that, you know, uh, power smash mouth football, which I love, uh, and incorporate it with a spread. If you got a Jaden Daniels, now you got Nuss who can throw the ball downfield. Uh, but let's start with Mac Markway, uh, who's a sophomore, true sophomore from Missouri. Um, he was a top 10 recruit in Missouri this past year. LSU signs him. He plays this year. He's going to be a great blocker for LSU. He was learning how to block at that level at LSU. He's 6'4", about 250, 255. Um, he was about 245 this past year. And he can run about a 4'8". Um, you saw him do some things um, this year, his potential. He's got good feet. He can actually run. He reminds me of a Notre Dame tight end, the kind of tight ends that Kelly would get at Notre Dame. So Mac is really an all-SEC type of tight end to me because he can block, he can catch, and he can run. He's got all three that you need as a tight end. Uh, then you have Mason Taylor, obviously, who's the number one tight end on the team. He's more of a flex tight end than a blocker. And if he can ever learn how to block and dominate as a blocker, then he would be become an all-around tight end. Uh, I think that's what's going to hurt him for the NFL. He doesn't really block very well. He needs to get stronger. But as a wide receiver slash tight end, he's a great athlete. And like his dad, um, who had played for the Miami Dolphins, Jason Taylor. Uh, but Mason is six foot six. No telling what he's going to weigh for fall. But I've got him at 260 because he was 255 this past year 
Figure he'll gain five pounds for spring and summer and in the fall. But he can run about a 4'6", 4'6'5", and that's incredible for a guy that big out of St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida High School. I love him. I think he's a great tight end. I think he's going to get the ball more from Nuss. You saw him catch more balls from Nuss in the bowl game. Uh, I think Nuss loves the tight end position. I think you're going to see Taylor's uh, receptions double, and along with Mac Markway, those two guys are going to catch a lot of balls this year because they need those guys to catch balls to all the young wide receivers step up, and we'll get to that in our second show uh, for offense. The third guy I like is uh, uh, Kamorian Pimpkin, who was a freshman this past year, got some reps, lettered, got his feet wet, didn't catch many balls, trying to get bigger to be a blocker. Um, he came in at about 230, got up to about 235, excuse me, he came in around 220 and got up to about 240, and now he's around 250, 255, six foot six, and can run a 465, uh, 4'6 guy. Under the radar guy that got out of the Dallas area this past year, he's going to be a great blocker now that he has the weight on his frame and he can run. And I'm excited to see what he looks like in spring, Pimpkin. Uh, as a true sophomore, because he's got everything. I mean, so here's a third tight end LSU's never really had under Kelly, who's got size, again, like Markway, um, like Taylor. So you got three really big guys that can run, catch, and block. Um, the next guy would be Connor Gilbreth, who is uh, 6'5", 280. Played tight end as an O-lineman, but came in and was told he could play tight end slash O-line because they were thin on tight ends. I think Connor will end up being a full-time O-lineman now that they have the position deep and they have enough talent. But then again, it might be wrong. They might keep him at tight end because he can run a 4.95 flat. He's a good blocker. He's, a, he's more advanced as a blocker than Pimpkin and Markway because he's got some experience from a junior college before LSU signed him. He's from California. Uh, but I'm interested to see how Connor develops as a receiver if he stays at tight end or does he go to tackle guard to back up Emory Jones and Will Campbell? Is that we'll see what shakes out in the spring. And the last guy to mention is Tredez Green, uh, one of the top two tight ends in the country. I saw him play his first game in high school at East Feliciana before he transferred to Zachary, where he graduated. East Feliciana, he didn't even know what he was doing. He lined up as a wide receiver at 220, six foot six his freshman year and caught a 75-yard bomb and went all the way like he was sprinting, like a split end. Really phenomenal play for a guy that his first play ever in a high school game, a basketball guy that learned football. He goes to Zachary, he learns how to block, he learns how to run routes, and he's become a complete tight end. The only thing he needs to learn is to get a little heavier to block uh, because he just needs the weight. And he will be a great blocker because he's mean, he's determined, he's a great kid, great student. And I interviewed him as a sophomore on my show two years ago. What a great kid, great family. But Trudez is something that not a lot of SEC schools have. Now he's 230, 235. He might play at 245. And you still, he's going to be lean, but he's going to be muscle lean. And, and I'm excited to see when he gains 10 pounds. Uh, I mean, he's going to be the best-looking six foot seven, 245-pound receiver you've ever seen in your life. Probably since Harold Carmichael from Southern University back in the 70s that played for the Eagles in the Super Bowl, he was 6'8", 230, and ran a 4'6", and played like 16 years in the NFL, or 15, whatever you Google. 
And then there's Giovanni Peterson, if he sticks around as a walk-on from Colorado, he might get some reps as a blocker. He's 260-65, a redshirt junior, great kid, walked on, and he's played in some games the last two years. I hope you enjoyed the show today, part one of offense for LSU. Part two, we're going to talk about the O-line. We're going to talk about uh, wide receivers and special teams. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you for part two. Thanks for watching the Sports Scouting Report with Libra King.